This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, happy Monday, my friends. And of course, welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we start with West Ham nicking a draw in injury time, albeit with a handball that wasn't given, unbelievably, against Brendan Rodgers' Leicester at the King Power. This was the fallout on Darren Bent's boot room on TalkSport. Leicester once again failing to hold on to a lead here. Same old story defensively and from set pieces. It's finished Leicester 2, West Ham 2. Deflated for the players. It was disappointing to concede so late, but have a look at the overall performance. I think we started a little bit nervously. I think the crowd had that bit of anxiety, which is understandable, recent results and the consistency of them. But then we walked away into the game, didn't concede too many chances from the second half of the, the first half. And it was just about really reinforcing our mantra. You know, Our mantra has been about being progressive with our possession, looking after the ball uh, and using the quality of our wide players. And I thought the second half we were outstanding in the game and, and didn't deserve to draw that. So yeah, very frustrating to concede late on. Now, West Ham's Kurt Zuma pulled out of the game with Leicester in the warm-up as he was feeling unwell. A video emerged last week, of course, of the defender kicking one of his pet cats and he has since been fined two weeks' wages by the club. This was David Moyes' reaction after the game. All the focus, as it has been for West Ham throughout this week, has been on Kurt Zuma in the starting lineup, but now not starting due to feeling unwell. He was sick last night. We kept him away from the team meeting. We kept him in his own uh, today. Just sickness and he wasn't well but he wanted to play he was desperate to play we wanted him to play but uh, once he started the war what we found it really difficult now we'll get back to Sunday's football shortly but first here's TalkSport presenter and Man United fan Alex Crook going on a little bit of a rant after drawing 1-1 with Southampton at the weekend Now, I'm not going to throw another United manager under the bus like I did with Ollie, because as I've said, I think this goes deeper than the man in the dugout. Do I think Ralph Rangnick is a, a wonderful coach? Probably not. But I think it's a toxic dressing room that he's walked into. And I think he probably didn't realise how toxic he was until he got there. It's been like that for some time. It's populated by a bunch of charlatans, in my opinion, whose attitude has been stinking the place out for too long now. This is not just this season or last season. This has been going on for years. They're bloodsuckers. And they're draining the life out of a once great institution. And then... 
they have the audacity, as David De Gea did last night, to go on social media and apologise. And they again. do that after every depressing performance. We're not interested in your apologies on social media. And until there's a wholesale clear out and the prima donnas in that dressing room are replaced by players like the ones at Southampton who are prepared to leave their ego and that sense of self-entitlement that is running through Manchester United at the door. Until they leave that at the door, it will continue to rot and it will continue to decline. Let's go through the 11 from yesterday. De Gea wasn't the worst performer, to be fair. He's having a good season, mm. but it's a little bit too late because his performances in recent years have not been up to standard. He isn't good enough with his distribution for me to be a, yeah. a modern-day goalkeeper. Luke Shaw spouting absolute nonsense when he said there's no issues in the dressing room. He came out after the game and admitted that they needed to up their game or they would miss out on the top four. That ship has sailed. No chance to Manchester United finishing the top four this season. And I tell you what, Luke Shaw, take your own advice. How can a Premier League player in 2022 not keep himself in the right physical condition to be fit enough to run up and down a pitch for 90 minutes. Shameful. What's happened to Harry Maguire? I've seen Milk turn quicker than the so-called captain <laughs> of Manchester United. It was a mismatch up against Armando Broger. It was embarrassing from Maguire. Scott McDominay, he's a good honest pro, but he's got the football intelligence of my two-year-old. Gets caught out of position, gets caught the wrong side, gets silly yellow cards. Not good enough. Bruno, you know I used to love Bruno Fernandes. He used to be a match winner. Now all he does is whinge and moan and throw his arms around. Not good enough at this moment in time. And we'll hear more from Cookie a little bit later on in the podcast, but back to Sunday's football. And Clippity Klopp's Liverpool won against Sean Dyche's Burnley at Turf Moor. Jurgen Klopp is now fist-pumping the Liverpool supporters because he knows how important this game was to him today. They didn't play well, but they've got over the line. They came to Turf Moor and they've picked up all three points. The game is finished. Burnley nil, Liverpool won. In the end, for the last 20-25 minutes, I, I was really... There are games when I'm worried, when it looks like they come step-by-step step closer, like we were a little bit asking for it, but today it was not like this. We, from a specific moment on, we controlled the game really well. Had our own chances, obviously, a massive one. So we're a bit unlucky here and there, but if there was one deserved winner today, it was us, and it's all that we wanted. This game has to go down as an afternoon of missed opportunities for Burnley. They won't get that many chances in any other games that they've got left in the remainder of this season. Absolutely fantastic in the first half, just could not put the ball in the back of the net. It's been there all season. I mean, we stepped off the gas a few times, but generally speaking, there's been a lot of good performances. It's, it's so frustrating because the hardest bit to coach and manage, you know, is the final moment when they put it in the net. That's the hardest bit. Or stop it equally and you know that's the frustrating bit because we've created chances I want them to keep doing that I've got no issue with it at all I like my strikers being there if they miss I never question it I want them to be in there to score but it, at least they're getting in there they're getting in the right areas they are taking their getting into the right areas to score goals and that's got to continue because eventually they will go in Spurs huffed and puffed but Wolves did just about enough to hold on for a massive three points it finishes Tottenham nil Wolves two now here's Spurs boss Antonio Conte. A moment for me and to try to rebuild a team, the Tottenham fans are to be proud. I think for many years now, and the problem has started after the final of Champions League. And it's not only a last period, and we are talking about a long period. It means that when you come from a long period, it means that something has changed compared to the past. They were woeful in the first half and they were booed off at half-time. Um, the boos weren't as bad at the full-time whistle. That's only because there's only a few people still in the stadium, Dan.
Now, is this the Anthony Costa, that the from Blue? Yes, boys. How you yeah, doing? How you doing, it. mate? You right? Yeah, no, nah, not, well, not good, mate. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Conte, bless him. He, he, he's come to Spurs and he's broken his own records, hasn't he? He ain't, he ain't lost three games in a row since 2009, but Spurs will do that to you. Do you know what I mean? It's the same players making the same mistakes, boys. We do need so many players now, but I don't think it's going to happen in one transfer window in the summer. A massive win for Wolves in their bid for a top four finish. They go above Spurs into seven. We deserve this performance against Arsenal and we come here with that ambition to play our game. That's why we're talking out about character. That's all the character I want to see. It was about character to come here to play our game. I think in the first half we did very well, very good for our side. We created a lot of chances and in the end, I think we deserve these three points, the performance, and we, we scored two goals. Newcastle, unrecognisable from when they started this second half of the season. Finished at St James's Park, Newcastle United 1, Aston Villa 0. Yeah, I think we've, we've realised coming here that style is important to me and, and to this amazing club but first and foremost in the short term we have to turn the results around we have to improve what we were delivering we have to stay in the league we're trying to do everything we can in the best way possible to do that we know that we can play better and I'm sure we will do it at different times this season but the results are the key thing at the moment free kick just outside the box Kieran Trippier took it and just like he did on Tuesday night here against Everton he has scored an absolute belter free kick by Kieran Trippier he's gone to hospital for an x-ray on his foot I think he got a stamp on it he just couldn't continue he tried he even tried after half time it was sore at half time but he tried but yeah, it wasn't getting any better, so we're crossing everything, hoping that's not serious. It's Kieran Trippier. Oh, it's in! He's risking the position of playing for his country in a World Cup by taking the decision to go to Newcastle, and I would think the economics of it are very appealing. There's no football decision here. Do you know what? He could turn out to be the January transfer bargain. He really could. Back now to Alex Cook and the rest of that rant on Manchester United. Paul Pogba, world class, we're told. At what? Giving the ball away? Not tracking back? I mean, it's a ridiculous situation that Manchester United are effectively giving a player the chance to audition for a move in the summer because he won't sign a new contract. Shouldn't be anywhere near the team. I love Marcus Rashford. Okay, for what he stands for off the pitch, I think he's a fantastic role model. Yeah. But I'm going to say it because a lot of people are afraid to. His performances on the field have been substandard for a long time now. Okay, he shouldn't be in the team. Based on form, shouldn't be in the team. And again, body language is poor, he's moody. He should be, it's his hometown club. Okay, yeah. he idolised Manchester United as a kid. He is living his dream. Doesn't look like it. Edinson Cavani turns up when he fancies it. Get rid. He's going in the summer anyway. Don't bother. And then there's Ronaldo. Ronaldo is a microcosm of Manchester United and what they've become. He was a powerhouse. He isn't anymore. Yes, he'll still score tap-ins. I think he's come up with some big moments in the Champions League, which is maybe certainly in the group stages played at a slower tempo. But in the Premier League, he doesn't have the legs. There were a couple of occasions yesterday when he tried the step-overs. He was trying to take on the full-backs, trying to take on defenders. He can't do it. He can't beat a man. So unless you're going to put the ball on a sixpence, six yards out, Ronaldo is a passenger. And that signing, and I got carried away at the time, as a lot of United fans did, that's caused more problems than it solves. He has to go in the summer as well. So this is what I'm talking about, wholesale clearance. And how embarrassed 
would you two be if an opposing manager, as Ralph Hasenhutl did after the game, came out and said that you don't work hard enough? The professional standards, where are they? That's a Southampton manager saying that Manchester United as a group of players don't work hard enough. This is not about ability, this is about attitude and application. On now to big Tony Cascarino admitting that Graham Potter and Brighton have proved him wrong this season. Who says Graham Potter's side can't be in the mix for the European places come the end of the season on this sort of evidence? The Brighton fans in delight away to the right-hand side in the Vicarage Road stand. Thoroughly deserved winners today. I think the setup of Brighton, you know, if you think they've got young lads like Lamptey come in, then they've taken a chance on a Liverpool player in Lallana, who was a terrific player for Southampton and Liverpool take him at the wrong end of his career or the twilight of his career comes in and does a job it's really across the board that they've had quite a lot of change as well Brighton and then you can say well the manager tactically how he sets up the team I like to think I'm not bad at predicting sort of outcomes of many things I think I've got Brighton totally wrong I thought Brighton would be below mid-table this year and the more I see over them the more I think I'm wrong Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. A reminder that from 7pm, it's West Brom against Blackburn in the Championship. That's on TalkSport 2 tonight. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, also tonight at 10pm with the fun boy Jason Cundy. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.